0: Hello and welcome to Miles to Memories. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Joe Chung and Mark Osterman. And we have a fun show for you today. We are going to talk about Hyatt's extension of their programs. They lowered the threshold to qualify for elite status, making this an incredible deal. We're going to break it down from every angle to show you why you may want to pay attention to Hyatt's promotions in 2021. Then we're going to decompress from Black Friday and Cyber Monday. How are they different what did we notice, and end of your housekeeping, what should you start getting done now before the clock strikes midnight on 2021? All of that coming up, rapid fires and more. If you like the show, please consider subscribing. MTMPodcast.com is where you can go for that. Leave us a great review tell a friend about it. If you want to dive in deeper into miles and points, consider checking out our Patreon community, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories, private discord and Facebook groups and bonus content every single week, just for Patreon subscribers. Thanks for listening. Let's hit it. Gentlemen, uh, happy post Thanksgiving, post Black Friday, post Cyber Monday. Did you guys survive? How was everything? Yes,
1: it, like we talked about last week, it wasn't all that exciting to me. There was a couple good deals, mostly electronic stuff, uh, like Apple stuff, some TVs, and and all that type of thing. But nothing too exciting, you know, compared to previous Black Fridays. I I didn't think anything stood out. Cyber Monday was pretty much a dud for me. Besides, of course, the Dell Taco deal that Sean sent me, where I got I bought a hundred dollar gift card and I got eight value meals, which are like nine ten bucks a piece. So basically spend a hundred bucks to save like 80 bucks. So that was pretty cool. But would you, for the most, would cool. you classify
0: that deal as beautiful?
1: Yeah. That deal That's is a beautiful, beautiful Bethany, deal, right? Yeah. Bethany you know, uh, in live chat, you beautiful.
2: know, uh, toilet paper is uh, scarce again, right?
1: See, uh, David made that joke in the, <laughs> facebook group because i did a post in our uh big miles memories facebook group and i i said like i have a nice little tuesday plan i'm going to meyer to get free groceries i'm going to del taco to get a free lunch i'm going to stables to get a fee-free gift cards, going to best buy to use my amex offer and might go to bath bath and beyond i don't know if i'll have time joe i just don't know i don't know if i'll have time i don't know and david said you better be near a del toilet when you eat <laughs> <Del Taco."> <laughs> 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 but it's not white castle it's okay
0: no, it's cool, though, because they have that special, if anybody is listening, every Cyber Monday. So usually during the holidays, they I think if you buy a $100 gift card, you get four uh, four combo meals for free. And on Cyber Monday, if you buy a $100 gift card, you get eight. So they double that. So like Mark said, if you get like the most expensive combo, you're saving like 70, 80 bucks. And then you can just use your, your gift card for the rest. So I think it is a, a great deal. So usually I get it like one, and then I it's the only time I ever get the combos there because they're so expensive. Glad you enjoyed the deal, because this year I didn't get any, because I'm not currently eating Del Taco. but Bethany said Del, Del Toilet. Not
1: beautiful. Not a beautiful deal.
0: <laughs> and Bethany's from New York. What, is, what do New Yorkers know about fake American Mexican food? <laughs> so uh, what's up, Joe? How was your week? Pretty good. Uh, did not
2: end up uh, with any new store-branded credit cards, so call that a win. Mark just yes. reminded me before we started that uh, a year ago today, got the greatest credit card ever to uh, be acquired by this family.
1: See, if she would have got like the Coles credit card, then it at least would have brought some value. <laughs> Long term. Hey, rapid fire tease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... How's that Nordstrom card working out for her? Has she been getting like, like, at least Victoria's Secret gives you like free panties every month? Like, does Nordstrom send you anything good? Like a box of chocolates does or what? Nah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It does.
1: yeah nope. No annual like, fee, like, So who
0: cares? There you go. Who cares? They're part of the Nordstrom's family. Isn't that enough? I'm just surprised Nordstrom's still around. Well, they're nicer than a lot of their competitors, I- I'll say. I mean, I'm surprised JCPenney's still around, but they're barely around. And there's a lot of other department stores that are barely around but i don't, I always thought nordstrom i'm not an expert on this but nordstrom is like higher end stuff right i mean that's yeah no. yeah
1: it's considered like the nice i always go to the rack
0: nordstrom rack yeah Gotta well that's the, the yeah that's <laughs> that's the ross of nordstrom's right it's like
1: the what is it like uh Saks off fifth or something like that like their
0: cheaper yeah. store or whatever i got it at Saks off fifth no that's the best ways to get deals though right is when the clothes make it there. To, to those places, then you're not overpaying. And that's, why are we talking about fashion, Joe? See what you've done to us?
2: I did not even say <laughs> the name of the store. So you, you guys took it and ran with
0: it. All right. Well, let's, let's get into the show. Cause this week we had some exciting, exciting news. Well, exciting for some people, I guess, maybe not for those of us who were already uh, entrenched in the program, but world of Hyatt extended a number of promotions that they have through uh, February and they also made it much easier next year to qualify for elite status. And Mark covered this quite a bit on the site. He covered the news initially and then also did a post breaking down uh, all the ways that you can earn high globalist on the cheap. So I take it that you're very excited about this, Mark.
1: Yeah, I I was really excited about it. I understand, you know, people that have been getting globalist status for a long time are probably not overly excited like <coughs> Sean because there there's going to be like an influx of Globalist people with the the restrictions lowered and everything, I've always been an Explorist member, which is normally 30 nights, and that's the new uh, level for Globalist. So what they've done for next year is they've slashed the requirements for every single level in half. So Globalist is 30, uh, Explorist is 15, nobody cares about Discoverist, so whatever. I think it's five.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It is five, you're right.
1: Yeah, but I don't even think that gives you a bottle of water. I'm not sure. Maybe it does. So they they slashed it down, but then they also extended promos. Like all the promos that have been going on this year that have gotten people like kind of ramped up starting to earn for next year got extended. So like your bonus journeys, like extra earning up to four times points earning and then also earning double elite nights. So from like January 1st to February 28th, every state counts as twice. So Globalist is... 30 nights to earn now. And it's basically 15 nights if you do it in the first two months because you're gonna that's going to get doubled to 30. So that's pretty crazy. And then the 25% back for cardholders on award stays was extended as well. So that 5,000 point category one is now only 75% of that cost. And then it's doubling for each stay. So, you know, I broke down all the numbers of if you sign up for a new card, you get 10 free night or 10 nights towards elite status up front which drops it down. You only have to pay for 10 nights using your points. Uh, If you're a legacy card holder that you get five nights every year. So that drops it down to 25. So you only have to book 13 nights if it's in the first two months of the year. I don't want to go into too much detail on that stuff because it's just probably too much for podcast stuff, but it's crazy. So for like 30, 40, 50,000 points, somewhere in that range, you can get global status for two years, which is insane to me. But I, I know you have a different take on it,
0: Sean. Well, first off, anybody who's listening, make sure we'll put link in the description. Check out Mark's post because obviously you want to break this down every way uh, that you can. I, I think I mean I don't I think it's a no brainer for most people. I saw a little bit of chatter, people saying I don't chase status. In my opinion, if you only have to do so few nights in order to to get status, then this is a deal definitely worth looking at and one that most people will get benefit out of. We're talking about World of Hyatt Globalist status probably the best top tier status among the major hotel chains and you get free breakfast for two adults, two, ch- two children, which I know is important to a lot of people, but more importantly, I think you get treated really nice at the properties. The upgrades are very good. Um, I've just always found them to be very flexible with checking in early, checking out late. It's a very valuable status. So if you're going to spend now, obviously you have to stay at Hyatt's in order to benefit from it, but if you're going to st- stay at, at Hyatt's or have plans to do that over the next couple of years, I think it's going to be pretty hard to not get value uh, given the very, very low qualifications stacked with the double credit and all of the other promotions. Yeah. On the flip side, I always make jokes as somebody who has qualified for global status for years now that it sucks that there's going to be a lot more globalists, but I also understand that I've kind of shortcutted myself to elite status in many programs that I didn't earn it. So I really don't have much room uh, to complain about that, but for sure, I think that there's going to be a lot more people on the globalist roles come next year
2: i i like i was actually already planning to mattress run my way to globalist status uh before this happened and this happening actually made me consider not mattress running for it even though it's kind of backwards right because it's like less but you know i was like uh there's going to be like so many globalists so i know that's like a concern of people i i think it's pretty clear though 2021 it's not going to matter there's not there's still not going to be that many people well i don't know actually this v- vaccine news has been pretty positive but at least like the first half of 2021 there's not going to be a ton of people competing for upgrades and then you know people have noted that like a lot of the upgrades are taken by business people and even if Travel like vacation travel gets closer back to normal in 2021. Like business travel is still not going to be there, but still, I think overall globalist status is going to be worth it for me for 2022. At least that is my current plan. And Mark, you are going to go for it too, right?
1: Yeah, I think this is really aimed at somebody like me that's always been an explorist. Um, you know, they want to kind of tease me with the globalist status at a time that they're not really selling a ton of rooms. Um, and then hopefully at the end of like 2022, I find enough value out of it that I chase it going forward. I will say that you're not going to get, you know, the milestones are going to stay the same. So to get the sweet night upgrades or the guaranteed sweet awards, you're going to have to do the 60 nights. So I think for anybody that is a legacy globalist that has those or earned them from this year or has them left over and got uh, extended, those are worth a lot more right now because you're you're going to be fighting for upgrades at check-in against more people. So you can use those for the, you know, the places that you want to stay that you need the upgrade. So I think those are gold. Uh, Concierge isn't going to be offered to all these people that only get 30 nights. And I think a lot of people will stop at 30 nights and just be happy with having the status. So I don't think the competition will be there for that type of stuff. Like your concierge isn't going to be overwhelmed. You're going to still have your awards. And then like Joe said, business travel is not going to be there. Who, who is the main person that you're fighting against for these things. Our travel community is really small compared to, you know, Hyatt's footprint of all their members. So, how many regular people are going to be like super excited that they slashed the the things in half when they're not traveling? Not many. I don't think that many people are going to just game this to to book mattress run it to earn it. So, I think it's overblown as far as fighting for upgrades. In 2022 when business travel picks up, I think you'll run into a little bit more of that, but you know, I think if you're traveling on a weekend in New York City, you're not going to have a problem versus during the week, stuff like that. Like if you don't, if you're not going during peak times, I think it will
0: still be fine. One of the uh, nicer things I think that Hyatt did for themselves is those milestone rewards. So they unbundled some of the benefits from the status itself, like suite upgrades, like uh, free nights that you earn along the way, like the concierge. So as Mark pointed out, people who don't earn the the status through actually getting 60 nights are not going to get the same Uh, benefits so yeah you're you're right that that'll probably keep those things uh, a little bit more special but i do think you know it's going to get a little bit crowded at hotels i'll be glad to have more suite upgrades i guess i should talk about my situation because right now i'm at 40 nights for the year with hyatt and i have to decide this month whether i should go to get to 60 which all of those nights i would do between now and the end of the year obviously would count for next year to give me a head start and i'm not sure because i i on one hand i like my concierge It worked. my concierge is pretty good i'd get a free category one through seven certificate but then i would also earn four suite upgrades uh, that would be i think pretty valuable given how many more globalists there are because suite upgrades you can confirm ahead of time so if you're going to a hotel and they have 10 globalists and they have a couple suites you're going to have less of a chance of an upgrade so uh, you you may want to just you know it's better to have the suite upgrades locked in. So I need to decide whether I'm going to be able to get value out of doing these 20 nights this month. And what's the lowest cost I can do. And it's every time I kind of do the numbers, it's pretty, uh, pretty close on the value. But I also have four free night certificates already, category one through four that I haven't used yet that expire next year. So yeah, I mean, I could use the category one through seven, but um, I have an abundance of points and free nights and, and stuff already. So I'm not quite sure. If it makes well, sense to go let's for break
1: it because i think that's interesting for people because I, I think a lot of people are going to be in the same boat so if you're looking at 20 nights that's 100,000 points in a category one hotel with the rebate 25 percent that's 75,000 points that you're looking at spending so you get the four sweet night awards which are good for what up to seven nights is that correct
0: if they're good for up to seven nights but in weeks? the past i haven't always used all of mine or Hyde hasn't always taken them okay. and they are good but i don't know how to put a monetary value on them obviously the category 1 through 7 certificate has a decent amount of value
1: yeah i mean you could the category 1 through 7 if you let's say you threw it at 25,000 points you're knocking it down to 50,000 points so i think the the way people should look at this is if you use those suite upgrades if you booked into a regular room versus booking into the suite you know what's the difference in points if you're in hawaii the difference in points is let's say 15,000 points a night if you use it for one week, you already are coming out ahead versus the 50,000 points that you spend to earn it. So I guess we have to look at what would the cost be to book this suite with points versus using my suite award. And then how many times am I going to do it? You know, with travel being somewhat up in the air next year, it's a little bit less cut and dry Where versus a normal year. I think, you know, you'd use two or three of them. So that's something to consider as well. But with positive, uh, vaccination news coming out, you know, hopefully by summer travel somewhat normal or opened up. So I think, you know, crunch the numbers, but I think most people would come out ahead 50,000 points for four suite night upgrades. I guess you could look at it that way. Would you buy four suite awards for 50,000 points?
0: No, but then I also have to factor in <laughs> there's, there's, there's cheap cash rates potentially though. And yeah. so I could earn points because of all the other promos. I, so I have to kind of factor that in. Uh, when I'm kind of deciding what to do. The other thing too, is that I could just stay in my 40 nights here. And then I plan to travel actually in January, but even if not, I could put those stays into January and they would count double all for next year and would give me already a a big head start. and I could get to 60 next year. And you know, that would carry me on into the future. That's probably the better deal. But again, then I would be losing my concierge until I hit 60 again. And so, yeah, there's some interesting uh, things to calculate, but I don't, I don't know if either way it's either a, I don't know if it's a home run either way whether I do it or I don't. I got two questions for you Sean. Uh,
2: the first is is the concierge like good or useful at all? And then the second is Hyatt did not extend your concierge benefit. You know how like they extended globalist benefits um, regardless of qualification status. Like for 2020 going to 2021 they did not extend concierge like you're going to Actually lose no they did. You you're, I, the I was 60.
0: completely just Thinking about that incorrectly. No, you're right. It should be extended. So <laughs> roll it all so over to less next of a, year. That's less of, a, less of a consideration. So it really comes down to the four suite upgrades, I think, and the free night. And then whatever points are earned, obviously, uh, for that. Because the status itself is there. And uh, the concierge is extended. And then that would be even more of an argument than, Joe, for me to do it next year. Because I need to hit 60 next year in order to keep the concierge and all that other stuff through 2023. So, so is the, I mean, a sincere
2: question. Because... I've heard mixed things, but I think I've heard more people like their concierge than don't. So I'm just curious your experience with yours.
0: Yeah, mine is pretty good. Uh, She's always helped me when I needed it. I don't ask for anything too advanced. And so I haven't actually pushed that as far as I could, but it's nice to just have an email for like guest to honor bookings. I don't have to call or deal with anything. I just email her and she takes care of it. So uh, yeah, I, I do enjoy having that, that feature, but again, I haven't pushed it or asked for anything too crazy. But the few times I've asked for things like said, oh, just, you know, this is a trip for my birth uh, or my wife's birthday or whatever we're doing. She made sure the properties uh, were, it was notated and, and uh, they did a good job with it. So yeah, it's good, but I don't know that it's like a, a game changer, but I've heard just like you, I've heard good and bad things. And I know I was in the Hyatt globalist Facebook group and people would post and, you know, some people love their concierge. Some people hate their concierge. Wait, are you still in there? I still am, but I, I don't uh are people flipping feel, out
2: though? I just want I just I have haven't read it lately. I haven't read the group in a little bit. So okay. For next week I need to know what people are saying. Oh yeah, they're I definitely
1: like the world is on fire.
2: How dare they that is, I mean it's the same I thing when, think the, about that.
1: when the Aspire card came out and all the Hilton Diamonds that earned it were like, What? I stayed 60 nights or whatever it is I don't even know is I think it's 60 nights but I stayed 60 nights and you're going to give it to these people for 450 bucks minus all these other things so basically you paid them to to get diamond and they freaked out even though diamond doesn't get you really any more than gold but whatever <laughs> I remember the 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 five the five hilton diamond at <laughs> first freaking out
2: <laughs> yeah a couple more thoughts uh, on the upgrades and stuff like that I think We should be, Hyatt is better, but, you know, if you're thinking of being globalist and getting upgraded in like, say Hawaii or something without a confirmed suite upgrade, you know, Hawaii hotels are just notorious. Like I had no luck with Hilton Diamond, which is not as good as globalist, but you know, I think you kind of have to, if you're thinking about doing this and you are thinking like as a globalist, you're going to get upgraded all the time. I I think you do need to temper your expectations a little bit. You really don't want to become like, do you know who I am? after you've only stayed for like 15 nights. So, you know, and there are people out there who are saying-
0: <laughs> I did it the hard way. So I get to go in there and say, hey, I'm a- as, Do you know uh, who as Rick I says, am? I'm a. Lo- well, Rick says it in the chat. I'm a quote unquote, long-term globalist. There you go. That, I that's the, this. The, that I make this, the hard yeah. way.
2: Yeah. So I, by the way, I'm not begrudging anyone who, you know, takes advantage of this. It's just like, you kind of have to temper your expectations. And, you know, there has been some talk on Twitter, which I think needs to be said, like, it is fair to say that you don't necessarily, like, if you are not the type of traveler who would have stayed in even a medium amount of Hyatt's anyway, like, especially if you're like a beginner, sometimes when these deals come around, maybe they are good for you as a beginner, but like, it's really tough to parse out whether like that's actually how you're going to travel. And one problem with Hyatt is their footprint is so small that it actually, like when you have Globalist or something like that, it actually dictates where you want to go. Or dictates where you travel and you know if you're more experienced in the game then you can kind of work around that but if not so these are the kind of things to think about like if it's gonna greatly change how you would have planned to
0: travel you at least have to consider you know whether it's worth it to do it you mean the world Gosh. exists outside of hyatt's footprint i, I only when i go plan <laughs> my trips i just go to the hyatt map on their website and i just only go to those cities
1: in the group that called the uh, the the new ones uh globalist light so that was a, I thought that was a perfect name for it but one thing I will say a, a great point by Joe but also remember that if you earn it early like if you if you have the credit card and you do the stays in January and February and you do the 13 stays Madras run or whatever you're getting the status until February of 2023 so you have it all of 2021 all of 2022 and when I broke it down if you're a new card member it's even even less than that like if you sign up for the Hyatt card by the end of the year, you know, we're talking like five, $600 in value using Hyatt points or ultimate rewards transferred over. Free breakfast alone, let's say it's $25 this day for your family, for you on average. You know, you're looking at 22 nights over a two-year period. So if you know you're going to stay at Hyatt Hotels at like 20, 30 nights over a two-year period, which I think a lot of people would, you're going to come out ahead. So anything above that is gold. So if you were like in the Explorers range where you're staying 20, 30 nights a year, I think this is a no-brainer. If you stayed at Hyatt four or five times a year, then you probably don't want to do it. Now, if, if this deal pushes you, if you are a Marriott lover, you know I, I feel for you. I feel your pain for for being that. But and this might push you or Hilton, and it might push you into trying out Hyatt or or going to Hyatt. So if, if you're going to push all your stays to there, then that's something to consider as well. But definitely crunch the numbers for yourself, depending on knowing how many nights you normally stay, where you stay. If Hyatt is in those places,
2: something to consider for sure. Just remember, nothing is better than being a globalist at Hyatt Place, Daytona Beach. Am I right, Mark? That's true. I wasn't a globalist, but Hyatt Place,
1: Daytona Beach is a great category one to four cert. No, I'm just kidding. I think I paid like 90 bucks for that place. But the funny thing is, but I mean, we are, I stay at a lot of Hyatt places right. and Hyatt houses and a lot of the like category one, two hotels. So Globalist doesn't really get you much of those hotels. So that's something I have to consider myself. You know, I stay 30, 35 nights a, a year. You know, half of those are at properties that don't give you, that give everybody breakfast or, you know, don't have upgrades and stuff. So something to consider for sure. If you are like me or Ian Snyder, where you're staying at Hyatt place most of the time, Or maybe it's Benji. I don't know. One of us else in the Miles Memories team. One of the plebes that isn't Sean. (laughs) Frequent. Yeah. Sean's Hyatt Regency is my low end. That's my low end.
0: I agree with you. I was going to bring up the same point, Mark. I actually stay probably half Hyatt places, about 30 of my, let's say if I do 60 nights a year, 30 of those are going to be at Hyatt places. And so that is a consideration because you're not getting the same benefits as you do at the full service hotels. And people should consider that. And Jody, your point about Hawaii, because I guess, is that a big deal? Everybody wants to do this to go to Hawaii. You're absolutely right. You're not going to get a suite upgrade in Hawaii unless you confirm it ahead of time with a cert. But you will get lounge access. And there is values to like having lounge access. Like I I enjoy lounge access. Um, Baja Mar, quite... that's
1: a huge, a huge yeah. saver. You know, that gives you breakfast. That gets you uh, basically like a, a small dinner at night. And drinks and everything. It saved my wife because Sean did a guest of honor booking when she went with her friend. And that saved my wife seventy-five dollars a day just from the lounge access. So I think it all
0: depends on your travel patterns. Yeah, definitely worth looking into though. And Mark breaks down even more in the article. So check that out and uh let us know if you have any questions. And you can email any of us, hit us up on Twitter or anything else. That's and that one okay. one other
1: quick point is should we talk about guest of honor a little bit? Like when you're globalist, you get the ability to book for family, friends, and stuff. Guest of honor bookings when using points, which is pretty cool. If you're giving like a gift to family member or something, they will get your status. So that's something else that I, I kind of enjoy about it that nobody else really does. Unless, you know, like Hilton, you book under your name and just add them and they check in and sometimes they'll extend the status or whatever, but... I think that's a pretty cool perk of it. Um, That might be also a reason that you don't do it. Maybe you only need globalist status for four or five trips a year. And you have a friend like Sean that's willing to do that for you. So you say, ah, I don't need
0: this. I got, I got Sean in my back pocket. (laughs) Well, but seriously, like in this community now and, you know, in the diamond group, in our diamond Patreon, or just in the wider community of miles and points people, you're going to know lots of people who have globalists now, even more than before. And so there should be people that are willing That's to a, do just that. This give me a brilliant about. idea. Team hack it. Like
1: if you're a group of three friends or four friends, have one person get globalist status. Everybody throws their points together, divvies it up by three or four people that guy goes mattress runs it. And then he books guest of honor stays for all of you. Like that's a way to do it on the super cheap that you definitely will come out ahead. So
2: we have a good question from the chat from Rena saying, uh, is there a limit to the number of times you can do guest of honor bookings? I will point out that there is no limit, but I had like started to hear, I guess, rumblings that Hyatt was like starting to look at cracking down and stuff like that. So I have cut down like my random guest of honor bookings. Like I like, I probably would not, I do love the thinking behind that hack there, Mark, but I probably would avoid doing something like that because if, if something goes wrong, then all of a sudden, you know, you and three other people, like whoever has the status is all set, but then the other three are on the hook. And, you know, I, I, I like at this point, I'm like mostly doing it for like close friends and family just cause, you know, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm being too conservative about it, but that's what I've been doing for like, well, no one has traveled for the last nine months, so it hasn't mattered. But before that, that's how it had started moving.
1: There's no uh, restriction that we know of, but the big one is Hyatt has a weird system of transferring points that you can only transfer them every 30 days. So that's kind of limiting. Like if you booked a guest of honor and they transferred the points to you to book it, then you can't do that for somebody else for 30 days, or at least you can't get the points. So I guess the way around that would be if you're good friends or good family or whatever you say, here's 100,000 Hyatt points, we'll keep a tally. You know, I'll give it to you Jan one, and we'll work it that down. So that's a way around it, but that's something to consider as well.
0: But what were you gonna say, Sean? Oh, just that I heard similar things to Joe, and so that's like for me personally, I will. I only have a couple people that I've done it for, and uh, I wouldn't go wild booking for everybody. And the spirit of it is really not for them to be transferring you the points. Honestly, that's not what Hyatt wants. They want you to just treat your friend to something, and and they get all the benefits of it. But in reality, they do allow. The points transfer so that your friend can pay you back but yeah they don't you know if you're doing doing that all the time it's going to probably draw some eyeballs and not really in the spirit of what they want so keep that uh, in mind there but yeah hopefully you got some good information on world of hyatt and this is a great deal i can tell you i would if i was standing in front of you face to face i'd say this is a great deal but like with any great deal it's not going to be for everybody so make sure that you do all the research and uh, Mark's Post is a good place to start. And I know there's some other, I know Frequent Myler had a had a resource as well. Uh, shout out to Greg who wrote a book, I think, about it. And uh, there's lots of good information out there. And uh, always, like I said, hit us up if you have any questions. Now let's uh, decompress a little bit from Black Friday and Cyber Monday. I know we talked a little bit at the top of the show, but this year was really different but what was interesting is that the sales on black friday were record i mean the the amount of money people spent was a lot but i didn't see the uh, the breadth and scope of sales this go around and i think it's just because everything was spread out and uh, i think i was talking before the show with some of the people in our patreon group and I went into Target and Walmart on Black Friday, and neither one of these stores was busy at all. In fact, they were slower than I've seen them at all throughout November. So I don't know what happened. People just decided to stay home, they get tired of it, but they did spend money. And as usual, we're seeing incredible pressure put on these pickup systems from the local retailers on the shipping systems. And I bought a lot of toys over the weekend, so my, my FedEx and UPS drivers weren't really happy with me getting, you know, 40, 50 boxes a day, but how about you guys? Any, anything, not really what you bought, but any sort of takeaways, uh, you know, Mark, uh, from the deals, you know, covering them on the site? How was it different maybe this year than, than last year?
1: Yeah, I think it, it was just less because they had stretched it out over like almost an entire month of deals. So I think the overall just quality, you know, the amount of quality deals was less, the, the amount of deals you saw per for location was less. There wasn't as many in-store deals. Most things were online. So I think that's the the one thing. Like a lot of the best deals are usually like doorbuster deals that they want to get you into the store. So you buy something else while you're there. You know, like, oh, I'm going to get this LOL doll thing for half price. And then, oh, while I'm here, I might as well pick up this other toy that they want or whatever. So I noticed that, but that's what I was surprised to see. I think that I read that we like records were broke for spending this week, which didn't make a lot of sense to me unless people were just sitting at home and buying, ordering a whole bunch of stuff uh, online because it didn't seem like stores were overly busy. The deals weren't that great. So maybe people were just like kind of waiting for this day or this week and they just went all out even though the deals weren't that great. But I picked up a couple things, nothing major. How about you, Joe? Did you end up noticing anything unique or was it kind of a
2: blasé? No, like huge deals. I spent a ton of money though, not for like reselling or anything like that. So I don't really want to talk about that too much. At Nordstrom. Let's just say I had my own Nordstrom moment. (laughs) (laughs) I had my own Nordstrom moments, but yeah, I am uh, working on a new, I'm working off a new desk. I got some new tech. Uh, I got a new TV. I haven't bought a TV since 2006 though. So I don't feel too bad about it.
1: Man, that's almost as long uh, as uh, the old Happy Meals before the pandemic.
2: Yeah. So uh, (laughs) I, uh, I like, I did a little bit of pandemic shopping, but it's okay. One thing I noticed like mentally was I think with prime day being so close. So the buyer's clubs were not as active as they normally are around uh, black Friday, cyber Monday. However, they still had like a bunch of deals going on, but I was just like, so tired from prime day. And there was a few like personal friends I had who were buying things like switches you know and then of course people are buying xboxes and ps5s but i got too tired to even mess with that so i just found like i i have enough housekeeping to do you know i have enough bookkeeping to do um so i i took part in like a few deals but did not spend as much as i normally would on this week both because there weren't as many deals but also because i wasn't taking part in as many deals and you know i i felt okay doing that like i have enough points as i have said many times and yeah I've, i'm just a little bit tired
0: of uh all the reselling i do i do not I do not He's have just you, tired. Sean. am yeah, just tired. tired. Yeah, I, I do am not have a, you I, at all, Sean. I am really tired of the reselling. I will say that this has been a very, very busy year for reselling. We had last year basically paired our reselling down, and then it got to be about March this year, and I just realized I was going to be sitting at home doing nothing all the time, and we ramped it back up. In November, for the entire month, we were 31% over our best November ever so that again that's not over last year because last year we did much less because we were pairing everything down but the, this year 31 percent over our best one which i think was 2018. so yeah the the prices things are selling for are crazy toys are in short supply lots of stuff in short supply i think people are just a little bit bored too but it does definitely seem like people are spending money and uh, are less price conscious i guess so uh I, yeah that's been my big takeaway and, yeah, I did uh,
1: notice um, Joe was saying, like, I did some pandemic shopping or whatever. And I noticed that or like early on in the pandemic, I'm like, we're not going out to eat. We're not traveling. We're not spending any of this money that I normally would be spending. So I'm like, oh, let's go. You know, that's when we bought, like, the kids trampoline and all this stuff. Like, I, I felt like you could be a little more free with your spending. So maybe that's what led to this. Like, people have been not spending much on travel, dining, all that stuff over the last you know eight months and it just built up to a point that they're like hey it's black friday week this this is when all the best deals are even though technically that's not true so let's just go bonkers on it but there's a couple uh questions in the diamond lounge what tv did
2: you get joe yeah i, I typed it to them you know we'll keep it between oh, me and the oh, Diamond okay. Lounge. <laughs> but. Uh- I, but Mark, that is totally what, I think that's totally what happened. Like we did not spend a lot of money. We like, you know, our travel budget is like, I mean, we haven't used it at all. Barely. Right. Like we did one, we did two Airbnb stays. um, And so, you know, I don't know. It's not like the wisest thing to spend our disposable money, but we had some sitting around. And so that's why we did. I did, you know, I did check. Well, let me say this. Properly, I did check with my friends who monitor the prices of these things and made sure I got a fair, like I didn't get like the best deal on all these things that I've uh, purchased, but I got a fair deal on all of them. And so, you know, I'm happy. Basically what happened was, you know, my kids had the first happy meal and then uh, I started spending thousands of dollars, you know, it's just the (laughs) gateway drug.
0: It really is. Well, hopefully you can rein in the spending, Joe. At and least you don't end up on the street. <laughs>
2: at least you or, can uh,
1: you can write off the desk as a you know business expense this year. Just yes. call the uh, just call the new TV a, a computer monitor. Boom, there you go. Got them both written off.
0: Boom. That's I'm, that's that's why I, I keep you around, Mark. That's why I keep you around. <laughs> Sean's like, oh crap. And now let's move let's move on to a, to our last segment. We're going to talk about end of year housekeeping because Mark's favorite saying is. Prior proper planning prevents poor piss performance, right? And uh actually my, my yeah, favorite so gonna,
1: saying my favorite
0: saying is work smarter, not harder. <laughs> you don't know how many times I was saying that in my head just so I didn't because I was like, Okay, which order do I say it to say it wrong? Yeah, it's, it's poor piss, right? We need we need <laughs> if you're no, not first, you're not.
1: last. That's...
0: no, I mean I mean the way I said it before, like when, when I said it before it was poor piss, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Piss poor yeah. is the is is yeah. the way yeah. you guys say <laughs> it's it. It's a performance.
1: Joe's gonna have to bleep out all, all these pisses.
2: <laughs> no, I'm done. Anyway, really it is real swears from now on. It
0: is the beginning of December, the the last month of the year, and there's a lot of stuff, a lot of credits, and all kinds of stuff that ends at the end of the year, and a lot of housekeeping that you should do. And we thought we would do this segment now instead of towards the end of the month, just to give people time to kind of plan because it is better. I have been personally been there like December 28th, rushing around to do all my credits and everything else. And it's not fun. And Mark, of course, is always the Mr. Cool over there. He, he doesn't do uh, poor piss performances. So uh, Mark, <laughs> what, what have you already done to get yourself ready for that end of year?
1: Well, you know me, I love like January 1st. I take care of everything I can. So like I hit all the airline uh, incidental credits, you know, like the SACS credit, all that stuff. And then when uh, July rolls around, I hit the SACS credit again and everything. I will say today, Uber, you know, if you have the platinum card, the Uber $35 credit uh, hits because you get the extra 20 bucks in December. We had dinner tonight off of that. So I do like to use things quickly. But I, I will say like the, the thing I'm focusing on is the spending things that end like the Amex Gold 25K cap for grocery we downgraded a Platinum card to this it, towards the end of the summer, so I still have a couple thousand dollars left, so I'm focusing on that. If you have one of those, check that out. Um, if you have like a Surpass card and you haven't hit the 15k free night, because that's based on calendar year, be sure to, to try to get that. If you're close, don't miss out. And it's best to, to try to get it done before your December statement cuts, because Sometimes that can lead to issues. And then there was there's big new uh, Rapid Rewards offers for the Southwest cards. If you're going for a companion pass, sign up for those, but don't start the spend until the December statement cuts so it rolls over to next year. And then when you earn the companion pass, you get two years for it. So those are like the main things. I mean, I'm going to write up something in the next couple of weeks on the website that will have a more breakdown of like everything I can think of. But uh, those are the main things, like the big spending offers, stuff like that. Make sure you use all your credits. Don't wait till the last day because sometimes they'll they'll uh, you know hit in the beginning of next year and then you have to worry about it and, and mess with AMX and everything. So hit all your airline credits, all your travel credits, everything like that that's based on calendar year.
2: I know Joe yeah, had, I we have a ton of stuff to take care of. <laughs> it's funny you say Go that, Mark. It. This was my exact plan. My plan was mark is going to cover everything he's going to talk about it on the podcast i'm going to hear it twice because i'm going to hear it once live and then i'm going to edit it and then i'm going to take care of all the stuff I there need you to go take care of. the only thing i've taken care of so far in december was uh, i handled all my shipping credits on my business platinum uh thanks to a uh user in the group but uh you know other than that i know i have to actually i all, my uh, my second plan was to use my wireless credits while we were on the podcast but i decided to actually pay attention so that's
1: it oh that's uh, a good do that later. Um, a good point on that like uh, if you were like me and you're lazy that you just switched your wireless payment or your streaming payment to your platinum card to get the credits instead of just like prepaying 20 bucks because i didn't want to mess with it you know a hundred dollars at five times isn't a big deal to me or 20 bucks or whatever it is you know Make sure after that bills this month to switch it back to the card that earns, you know, three, four, five times and don't leave it on your platinum. So that that is something I still need to do once it hits.
2: I was hoping they'd extend some of these things, but I we probably would have heard by now. Right. Although that being said, Hyde just dropped their news like three days ago. So who knows?
0: Yeah, I still think we could see, especially as the month goes on, we could see some maybe extensions. But I was, with the Amex A- 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 platinum ones, I don't expect them t- t- to extend those. I would like to see them just like make the uh, airline incidental
1: credit use like they did with Aspire, where you could use it at on groceries or restaurants. Do something like that for next year. Make that credit useful versus what they have it at right now. So I think that'd be something that wouldn't really cost them much, and it would be beneficial. So I hope they do something along those lines for all their cards, but we'll see.
0: All right. Well, anything else to add for this? Uh, look for that article on the site. Mark will uh, he'll hold your hand as you go through step by step how to maximize the end of the year. And then, of course, the best part, how to start the year off the, the right way so that you're not behind yes. like me constantly. I
1: love that post. Every year, uh, January 1st, I always post out all the airline incidental
2: crowds and I take care of them all at one time, right on the dot. Don't forget, January 1st, airline incidental plus your Disney card. <laughs> yes. Referral. Disney
1: card re- referrals. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up,
0: but. <laughs> People I love did it did need a drink, Joe. People did need a drink. So <laughs> yeah.
1: But the funny thing is, yeah, talking about drinking, nobody will be hung over from New Year's Eve this year because they probably won't be going to the bars. You should be clear headed, uh come the first and you can take care of all that stuff right away.
0: Well that means self-pours at home though. That's that could be uh worse. That's true. That's true. All right, and uh, let's move on to rapid fire. Mark, start us off. Yeah, so my rapid fire is
1: an article I actually wrote today about returning your Amazon returns at Kohl's. Uh, I've written about doing the Amazon Locker. I've written about doing Whole Foods. If Kohl's is, you know, in the vicinity of the same distance as those things, I think it might be your best bet. Usually, when you return to Kohl's, they give you a little something for doing it, like a twenty. Today, I got a twenty-five percent off coupon. Sometimes they'll give you ten dollars in Kohl's cash, stuff like that. They have a designated area for it. So it's usually pretty quick. It's not like the service desk or something. It's it, For our store, it's back in the home section. And they have somebody just standing there scanning and whatever. So it goes as quick as anything. And uh, you get a little bit of perks. If you don't want to shop, don't do it at Kohl's. Take it to Whole Foods or the Amazon Locker. Because um, I always end up buying something knowing I'm going in there and going to get a coupon. So I did buy something today. But
0: yeah. How about you, Sean? So their their evil scheme worked. They got yes. you to buy something.
1: I was one of four people in Kohl's. They probably all returned some Amazon
0: box and then went shopping. <laughs> That's their only hope of staying in that uh, business. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think Kohl's has a very Bad robust. and all those PS5s, bandwidth. they canceled. Yeah. Oh, well, they, Joe, yeah.
1: Joe, Joe, bringing that up. My wife. Okay. So she listens to the podcast today because she was off last week. So she listens today. And the only text I get is $180 in Kohl's cash. He couldn't text you.
0: I'm sorry, Kirsten. Okay, I'm sorry. So
2: she's mad at you.
0: <laughs> you can never win, Joe. You can never win. Two thirty in the morning. You should text them. It's either it's either
2: my wife yep. mad at me or Mark's wife mad at me. There you go. I, mean, I gotta I'll keep 100%. Jasmine on my good side.
0: Yeah, I gotta see if I can get Jasmine uh, mad at you for some some reason or
2: the other. Uh, quick aside, guys. Jess was actually in here for the first half of the podcast, and so she was. I don't I don't know. Like she was doing her work or whatever. But like now I face the other way so she can stay in here. So she's not on video and stuff like that. But for some reason, when she left, she gave me the dirtiest look. So I don't know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but when we're
0: done, I'm about to go find out. <laughs> well, we, we're going to let you get back to this. So I'll do my rapid fire now. And that's uh, Ryan. He recently flew from Sao Paulo to Newark on United Business, quote unquote, Polaris class. Although he got downgraded equipment swapped at the last minute to the old united business class which is okay it's okay and uh but he he flew so he wrote a full review about what it's like and i think he was pretty pretty kind to the united business class experience certainly the the revised one and he seemed to have some nice flight attendants some grouchy ones and The seat is the seat if you haven't flown on united's old business class it's uh, not the best thing in the world but it is a live flat seat but check out the review especially if you're desperate to kind of see not desperate but if you're interested to see what's going on what's flying like flying internationally uh right now and joe what's your rapid fire
2: so my rapid fire is a little self-serving because benji gave me a shout out in his latest article but uh, it is useful so if you have the thank you premiere card you should know that in april you should already know that in april the 1.25 cents per point redemption is going away and benji wrote up about how he's using that to buy uh, disney world tickets uh, which you can buy at that 1.25 cent rate it's notoriously hard to get a discount on disney tickets so he is kind of buying some of his future tickets with that so uh, you can check that out that article is on the site it's actually the latest article released before we're before we recorded this,
1: also I will say if you have the Premier card and they have the the new the, what they replaced the 1.25 with or kind of is the hundred dollar credit on five hundred dollar hotel stays, and until April those two things st- uh, stack. So if you were going to book like a hotel stay with cash, check that out because you'll get the hundred dollar credit and you can still use the points at 1.25 cents through the portal. So stack those two things. It's something he wrote about in in the past. So either either if it's Disney or somewhere else, take advantage of that while you can uh, book it up, use it, double dip. It's our life model here at Miles
0: and Memories, double, triple dip. There you go, boom. And that's gonna do it for our show this week. Joe, when people aren't listening to this fine podcast, where can they find you on the interwebs? You can find
2: me uh, at as a Joe flies all over social media. You can uh, check out all my stuff. Uh, You can find it all from there. What about you, Mark? (laughs) I can't, I can't do these (laughs) shout outs anymore. I just can't do it. (laughs) So just go.
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Detroit, Mark, email me, Mark at miles to memories.com. Comment on any of the articles on miles to memories. I'm curious to see what Sean, what number Sean comes up with today. Um, But any of those articles, I'll see it there. Um, Join our Facebook groups, our diamond group, our Patreons. Thank you to everybody that's here in the live chat and participating. We had fun, lots of ways. How about you, Sean?
0: And we call, uh, when we double, triple dip, we call that Ninja Tricks. Or I like to call it Ninja Tricks, so. Uh, you can find uh, our, you see, I'm not going to say the number of articles now, because you just like, alluded to it. So, but you can find, we have many articles. 47.21 articles this
1: week.
0: Every week on milestomemories.com, and of course on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, everywhere else, Miles to Memories. Check out our Facebook groups, the Patreon, as well as Mark said, and we have patreon.com forward slash miles to memories and our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories, miles, points, travel, Vegas, Disney. We do it all. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. See ya. See ya in two weeks. All right, well we'll figure out our What are we what are we lender,
1: talking about everybody. today? Let me pull up these shows. What, what do you mean we, what, we're talking
2: about? You're going to talk about Hyatt <laughs> for 35 straight
0: minutes. That's what that's what it says right here on the agenda. I better call up all, pull up all my math. Yeah, tonight's uh, show pun was just make Mark talk about Hyatt. Don't make this too funny cuz you're going to tempt me to leave it in as an outtake. Okay, so let's just move on. First boss yeah,
1: by Joe did such a global? good job
0: of bleeping uh bleeping Mark's stuff last but week hole. that people could still but understand hole. what it meant. It was good.
1: My wife gave it a thumbs, two thumbs up. She said it was a good, uh, a good job, Joe.
2: Yo, PDX coming at me in Slack <laughs> saying that I didn't bleep it out. Like, get out of here, man! I bleeped that out. <laughs>
1: it was funny though. PDX was. I like, just assumed you did. We're, dri- we're driving to Seattle, and all three daughters want to go eat at Satan's Butt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm like, what? Wasn't it bleeped out? <laughs> Like as if you couldn't understand it. I, yeah, I was like so you couldn't up, figure so it out. It. What else I mean, could it have been? That's, that's the joke. That's the joke. I'm going to keep going with that instead of uh, stacking. Because I'm so cool, Joe. I just brought the coolness. Cut this out. I just brought the coolness level of the podcast <laughs> down at the end. Put this in the outtakes. Put it
1: on the outtakes. I got a haircut today. I shaved my beard. I'm sexy as hell. And I'm cool. Put it in the outtakes. And it's ninja tricks. Oh, yeah. Um, we, should, we should let people know. Bethany. Walsh from bougie miles will be filling in for me next week. So everybody that hates my laugh, you'll be happy. And uh, she's great. She'll be fun. So, and I'll, I'll miss one episode. First time. What is this episode? Jo- Joe,
2: like 68, 67. Oh my gosh. You're missing episode 69, dude.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm going to have to pop in. That's what she said. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
0: All right, everybody.